Welcome to Holistic Human Performance Podcast. My name is Jenna Bradshaw, where we talk all things holistic health, wellness, spirituality, fitness, meditation, energetics, and so much more to help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Let's dive in. This is not medical advice. This is simply to help you on your journey through health, fitness, and wellness. I hope this helps. You can complement this with anything that you are doing currently in your life. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Holistic Human Performance. I'm your host, Jenna Bradshaw, and we have a very special guest today, someone who is a friend, a mentor, and a very special person in my life. So everyone, we would like to welcome Tiffany onto the show. She is such a wonderful person to gain perspective from. And I really wanted her to take a deep dive into spirituality and how that plays a role on our well being and really some things that she's seen in other people and how, you know, when we can incorporate this into our own lives, it changes for the better. I know I can personally say that Tiffany is a mentor of mine and I've worked through this myself. She has guided me through, you know, all different, (laughs) different aspects of life. And I'm really excited to have her on today. So without further ado, Tiffany, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. So why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do, and your story of how you even got into the spiritual space, because your story is very unique, honestly, I would say, and how you kind of walked into this this line of work. So why don't you tell the people? Yeah. So um, my name is Tiffany Cohen, and I am the owner of Spirit and Soul Studio. And uh, this was a definitely a journey to get here and to really um, step into what I was meant to do um, in this lifetime. And uh, it really started, I grew up in a spiritual-based household, I would say. Um, Not that it was super prevalent in rituals and things like that, but my parents, you know, they really loved um, like tarot cards and had more of a connection spiritually rather than, um, you know, to any type of church or organized religion or anything like that. So I really had this like going for me. And then when I was 13 years old, my uh, aunt gifted me a, my first tarot deck. And from that moment on, I really began to tap into my spirituality. I started to tap into, um, you know, the energetics and intuition. Uh, This grew from being a 13 year old, just slinging some cards to, um, I started reading and I started getting mentorship even at like 19 years old. Like I recognized how important it was to have a mentor because you can only take yourself so far. Right. So, um, I, you know, I got mentorship and I started reading in psychic fairs and really, honestly, I ran into, this is where I started running into a little bit of, I don't want to say trouble, but some limiting beliefs that would start coming up and some adversity because I was so young, 
right? I was so young and people really kind of looked at me and were like, well, how does she have the experience? Like they didn't want to sit with me, right? Because I was so young. They didn't think that I really could give them the life perspectives that they were looking for. And it was, it was very interesting because I remember reading for people and their jaws being on the floor, like shocked when they did actually give me a chance. And I'm like, yeah, listen, just cause I'm young <laughs> doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing here, you know? And it really, I kind of put it aside uh, after a little bit because it was just, I don't know, a little bit too much in, in that regard. Like I just, I wasn't up for the challenge, I guess, in, in the moment. And I graduated college and I went on to, you know, the the normal, right, in quotes, normal um, corporate career. And I started my corporate career and I really put everything aside at that point. I would read for friends every now and then, but really my, any type of divination that I was doing and leaning into really went to the wayside, but it was always calling me. Always, it was always deep in the back of my mind and in my heart. And if I really think back to it, like it was always like, come on, girl, wake back up again, wake back up again. And the deeper that I got into my corporate career in this hypnotic environment, basically of, you know, being on that, that hamster wheel of get up in the morning, go to work, hustle, hustle, hustle. And I was in a very, very uh, toxic work environment. I was in an environment that was super fast paced, really, really high stress environment. And I, I was killing it to be quite honest with you. Like I was, you know, living the dream, right. I guess in, in quotes again, living the dream. Um, and I, you know, got married, started a family, did all the things. And I found myself like, while my home life was so happy, um, there was like, just something like nagging at my heart and an altercation that I had at work really was the catalyst for change. It was my second awakening. And maybe you could say, and where, you know, I had this altercation and I was sobbing, like, uncontrollably, you know, now I have got this, you know, almost corner office second from the corner and I'm sitting there just literally on the top floor, right? Like think of like all the things, right? All the things that we strive for. And like, I had them and I'm like looking out my window and I'm just like, what? And I kept asking myself, how the hell did I get here? How the hell did I get here? And just hyperventilating. And I seriously had a revelation. And I just, in that moment, I heard my soul again. I heard it for the, for the first time in a really, really long time. And I let it be heard. And I set goals in that moment to change my life. And I did. And listen, <clears throat> it was not overnight. It took time, but I, it was like my desire, my deep desire to keep going that really shifted my entire life my entire perspective around what is possible for me. Um, and ever since then, I mean, I went on this long winding journey of different types of, you know, businesses and entrepreneurship and kept following the cookie crumbs, following the cookie crumbs. And really those cookie crumbs were being left by my soul. And I recognize that now like so deeply, but you know, it led me to here right now, which was opening up Spirit and Soul Studio. You know, this was started virtually 
And I said, as we started it, I said, you know, this has to, um, we have to act as if we already have it. So even if we don't have a space yet, we have to go virtual. And within six months, we had the space. Like it was incredible. <clears throat> it was such an incredible thing. And today now, I mean, I, I soul leads the way in everything. I'm so, I live a very ritualized, intentional life. I'm super, super focused uh, on energy and how energy plays a major role in my life and in life in general. And when you tap into it, you can really start to understand it and manipulate it in the best sense of the word to really work with you and for you. And that's really where I'm at. You know, I manifested the most amazing things in my life and it's really due to, I really feel like it's due to the intentional ritualized living and really understanding energy. I uh, done. We're done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was incredible and great summation of like how you started and where you're at right now. <laughs> I had full body chills while you were speaking because definitely I would say your second awakening. I think it's really cool that you grew up in a family where spirituality, not in a context of religion, like I just want to for people that may be confused, like spirituality is different than religion. Religion is made by the people for the people. Spirituality is innate within us. It is our soul yearning for these desires to come to fruition and really just serve a bigger purpose here in this lifetime. Each and every single one of us has this. It just is different for each and every one of us. And I think that's really cool that you went through a spiritual awakening at a young age. And it's also interesting how it kind of played out where you were like a little turned off and you were like, I need to step away from this for a second. But you had to gain the business experience so that you could get to where you're at today with Spirit and Soul Studio. So it all played out the way that it was supposed to and divine timing. Uh, guys, if you haven't checked out Spirit and Soul, I highly suggest it is incredible. Um, you know what I want to actually dive into? And this is kind of something that I also just popped up in my head. When, because there's a lot of saturation in many fields, right? So when I think people are yearning to find the answers of their soul, right? They're yearning to find, they're like, something's missing in my life. I feel unfulfilled. I'm not sure where to go. What would be some things that you would suggest and offer to people when they're looking for someone that is in the spiritual space in, in regards to coaching, readings, energy healings, that whole thing? What, what would you suggest and what kind of questions would you suggest that they ask? Yeah. So I think that's a great question. So, um, I think that especially in the spiritual space, let's just be realistic, right? There's a lot of, um, hesitation, I would say around it, especially if you're new, mm -hmm. because you really hear a lot of terrible stories. Like let's be realistic. And this is something that spirit and soul and my, it's really my drive and, and mission is to really eradicate this, you know, the, the things that can happen, right? Like, oh, phonies and, you know, people like taking money from you and then not giving you the readings and like not all these things, right? This is like our, our number one goal is to get rid of the people that are not in integrity with the, the whole, 
the whole drive of what spirituality is and you tapping into you so that you can become your best self. So if you feel like really there is something missing in your life, what I want you to start doing is get quiet and start to listen first. What do you need, right? Like what is your soul calling out for you to do in the moment where, you know, I was in my office and really having this like meltdown, I, the, I could only get quiet because I literally couldn't breathe. Like I could only be quiet. And I, that was what I needed because I needed to focus in. And once I did, I understood that I, there was something else that was, I wasn't listening to. Right. So once I did get quiet, it was like, create your own path, create your own path, create your own path. So I'm like, okay, like that, those are the words that were really echoing through me. And, you know, I did end up doing that, but I would say number one is going to be to sit with yourself. And then number two is going to be to start to do your research, right? Who speaks to you? Who is calling out to you? And what I want you to do is when you're looking for a mentor, don't be fooled by, you know, this sparkly, pretty outside. Okay. Listen to yourself and how is this person speaking to you, to you, not at you. Okay. There is a very big difference. And I think that you can tell if you allow yourself to tune into it when someone is speaking at you or when someone is speaking directly to your soul. When that person speaks directly to your soul and you're kind of intrigued by them, that's, that's your person, that person you have connected with them. So allow them to be your guide and you can ask really powerful questions like, well, what was your story? How did you know, right? Like start asking them a little bit more of those questions that will connect you in the way that they have already kind of lived that life that you, or have gone through those issues that maybe you're going through now and have come out the other side, that they have a solution for you and that they're still living that life. So that's what I would say for mentorship. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Actually, I do have a good example of my own story and how we met. And, you know, I've been in the health and fitness industry for over a decade in the family fitness business, Bracho Personal Fitness. And really, I was solely just training, personal training and nutrition coaching. However, and I did the whole corporate thing as well, like opened big box gym, went through that whole shebang. But there was always this yearning, this gut intuition that was like, there's more to do. I always would journal about it. I always would go, but I didn't know what. And I'm like, okay, like, what do I do? Who do I tell? I have no clue. So as I started going to networking events and, you know, I published my book, which really set the tone for my spiritual awakening. I met you at a networking event, which I was not even going to go to. So that's really interesting. I remember my mom was not feeling good. She was going to come with me. And I was like, oh, like, you know, I love the girls, but you know, I'm a little bit tired, blah, blah, blah. Decided to go anyways. And that is how we met. And I remember I asked Tiffany what she does and she was explaining to me and I was like, wait, that is freaking cool. And I was so intrigued by what you did. And literally from that point on, 
the trajectory of the path that I was on went a completely different direction for the better. And I mean, my life flipped 180 and it was outrageous. I loved every second of it. It was hard, but it was so worth it to where I'm at today. It's like tenfold. I can't even like describe. And when I initially met Tiffany, I had my whole body lit up and it was such like, and almost like a knowing that I've known you before, right? Like a knowing. And we definitely knew each other before we We knew each other. We knew each other. And by the way, we're going to, so past lives, I'm definitely having Caitlin on because I want her to. to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll get to past lives another time people, but you know, Tiffany and I definitely knew each other in a past life. And I just immediately recognized her in that moment. We've never met in this lifetime, but I just, my whole body lit up and I was like, I got to get to know this person. And when we started to, you know, just like get to know each other, become friends. And like, I got to see what she does. And I was like, yes, this is really cool. I need to incorporate this into my life. And it's helped with my health too, which I mean is amazing. I actually kind of want you to go into, um, you know, you don't have to do talk about specifics, but, you know, working with people and what you've seen when they incorporate spirituality in their lives and this tenfold effect that happens. Yeah. So, I mean, I think before jumping in there, we have to really talk about that. Everything is energy, right? Yeah. So if we know that every single, and this is a proven fact, like you don't have to jump on a spiritual bandwagon to understand that everything is energy. Like this is, it's physics, right? (laughs) It's there's, so if we know that everything is energy, everything around us, we are made of energy. You can feel the different energies and shifts in your body. It's actually interesting the way that we speak, the terminology that we use that always really describes energy. It's like, where did these, this terminology come from? Like you could cut the tension with a knife, right? What there's no tension in front of you to be cut. However, what that's doing, that type of, um, terminology and that type of phrase is being really used to discuss energy, right? You walked into a room, you felt the tension, the energetic of tension in the room. And it was so thick that you could you know, quote unquote, cut it with a knife, right? So if we understand that everything is energy all around us, that means that we can really, once you begin to understand that energy and work with that energy, that you can see how it actually affects you as an energetic being. So you're made up of energy and everything around you as well, that you know that other energies are going to affect yours, right? It's like you can cut the tension with a knife. You can feel tension in a room, same thing for just about every single thing in the, around you. Okay. So understanding that, um, I'm sure that you've heard of the term an aura before, right? So these are, that's really describing these energetic layers that we all have outside of the body and the body itself as its own, you know, 3d material layer, right? So if we can understand that, and if we can understand that we have multiple layers that sit outside of and off of the body as an aura, as an auric field, then we can understand that it, that things that happen to us in our lives, other energies 
okay? Other energies that we experience, maybe it's an emotion, the, the energy of an emotion. These things that, that when they are not worked through, that they can actually get stuck. And how do we describe it? My heart feels heavy today, right? Your heart weighs the same. So why that term? That term is describing energy. So if we can say like, oh, I, just, I feel heavy today. I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders, right? Again, another energetic term. So we can feel the energy of it. We can feel the energy of a fear of these different emotions sitting on us, stress sitting on us. And that we say, you know, is the weight of the world. So if we understand that, we can understand that everything really filters through and who's to say like, why wouldn't it permeate as you as an energetic being, why wouldn't it permeate into your body? Why would it, why wouldn't it start to manifest in your body in some way? And what happens is when we leave things like traumas, like limiting beliefs and fears and things that we've encountered in our lives, maybe somebody said something <clears throat> mean to you one day. And the energy of that kind of stuck as a limiting belief, as something that maybe you question about yourself all the time, right? So now that thing is stuck and what happens is it begins to manifest in your body. And what can happen is you feel it as pain or you feel it as like what Jenna always talks about all the time is dis-ease, right? You feel it in your body in some way. And you're meant to get it out. And I've seen it in my clients manifest in the most crazy ways, you know, like you now I had one client that it was manifesting her not tapping into her spirituality. Um, and it was calling to her and it happened like her soul was just knocking so loudly, but she wasn't, she didn't know what it was. And it was manifesting as cysts on her body. And she came in for an energetic cleanse, you know, an energetic healing. And she walked out of there feeling like a different person. The next day she texted me and said that she has not felt pain there ever since. And it was because not just the, of the energetic healing, but we did a lot of talking beforehand where she was doing a lot of releasing and we got to the bottom of it. And now she's living a completely different life and she doesn't have that pain anymore. So it's really amazing when we start to tune into how the energies really manifest within the body, we can start to see that when we do the work, we can release it from the body and we don't have to be plagued with these things. We're not meant to. That's the whole thing that we need to really hang on to is that life can feel really, really heavy. It can feel really hard. Things feel hard, right? And um, we really go about our lives thinking that we're meant to, you know, live a life that is not grand or that is, doesn't feel good to us because that's life. Okay. Um, and it's not, it's like not meant to be that way at all. I truly believe that I have lived it. I've seen, I'm, I'm living that every day that when you are intentional about tuning into these things and releasing them, because ultimately they don't matter. <laughs> Ultimately, it is your ego that hangs on to them. Um, when we can release them and learn from them and accept them, then we can allow ourselves to 
really ascend to a higher place and feel good and manifest the things we want and start seeing and living a life that is truly filled with joy, not filled with pain, not filled with those things because you're working through them. You're not allowing those things to manifest in your body. Mm, preach. That was so <laughs> great. Girl, I am talking so- about my topic right now. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's so true. I'm so happy that you touched on the topic of energy, which I knew we were going to get to at some point, but you know, I want people to understand if you hold on to these super low vibration emotions and this dense energy, you will feel it in the body. It's not a matter of if it is a matter of when, and the way that you live your life is what pulls the trigger. You may be genetically predisposed. Yes. Okay. I get it. But it's the way you live your life that pulls the trigger. It's the way that you show up for yourself. And, you know, there's, there's this hype, right? Cause you, you mentioned ego. So I, I feel like I, I see this a lot where everyone's like, destroy your ego. You don't need your ego lead by soul only, but I don't, that's not true. Mm -mm. That's not true at all. So do you want to go into that a little bit? Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So I, you will never hear me say down with the ego. I don't like that at all. The ego is there to protect you. It's funny. I actually read um, living untethered and I, they were, he, you know, in it, Michael Singer was talking about um, how the ego like is truly always trying to keep you safe. And the way that he described it, I was in tears. Like I was in tears for the ego. Cause I'm like, damn, the ego gets a bad rap, you know? But the thing is we just have to know how to work with the ego, right? It's kind of like, like I worked with this guy. <laughs> I worked with this guy. He was an older man and he was so grumpy and grouchy. Um, and, but he knew his stuff and I knew that there was so, and everyone didn't like working with him because he was so difficult, right? Like I, I equate him to the ego. So Bob is the ego, right? And <laughs> I just, I think of Bob a lot of times with the ego because deep down Bob was the kindest man. He was an amazing father. He was a kind man. And he taught me so much about that, you know, my former industry and, um, and how his world really shaped him. And that's, that's the ego, right? The ego is the same way. The ego is trying to protect you. The ego can be grumpy and grouchy because it needs to always be on guard, right? So it doesn't want you to get hurt. So if we can understand that the ego is actually a beautiful ally that just needs, you need to know how to work with the ego a little bit more because it can help and guide you as well. Um, But then you also need to know how to defend your defend yourself, defend the soul's perspective from the ego, right? If you can learn how to do these things, you can work with the ego and have a beautiful duality there between soul and ego. Now, the soul does need to lead the way, okay? The soul does. Your ego is going to be like, sister, as you're walking out the door, make sure you are dressed. Make sure you get there on time. You know, that's what the ego is going to tell you to do. But the ego is also going to be like, are you sure you want to do this? Because it feels scary, right? Are you sure you want to do that? Because back in second grade, someone told you that you weren't good enough 
right? So the ego is going to continue to remind you of these things because like in second grade, you were crying over that. So now your, your body, okay, stored the energy of you crying because someone said that you couldn't do something or weren't good enough in second grade. You've stored that in your body, that, that energy is stored in your body. That's called a samskara. And your ego is going to remind you of that. Cause it's like, we don't want you to get hurt again. Right. It's what you do. It's not your ego. It's you, it's your choice and how you decide to show up in that moment. So you always have the choice and the choice is I can kind of side with the ego here because you're right. When that happened in second grade, like I was crying on the floor and like, I didn't have a good day that day. Right. Or you can be like, yeah, that was second grade. That kid that said something does not matter to me. I'm over it and they don't get to define me and I'm going to be okay. I'm going to lead with soul here. Right. So you have the choice in that moment to always follow the soul. So really understanding your ego and understanding you, right? The things that hold you back is going to be your biggest defense against your ego trying to keep you safe all the time, okay? Because you want your ego to jump in before you're going to walk in front of a moving car, right? Like (laughs) you're going to want your ego to be like, look both ways, look both ways, you know? (laughs) So like, this is where the ego really comes in and does try to keep you safe. But if it's always trying to keep you safe, it's going to keep you safe from the things that feel scary and that you want to, let's say, jump and start a new business, a new career, whatever it is, um, run that marathon, right? All these different things. Um, the ego is going to be like, well, that that's hard. That's going to be hard. You, you know, I don't know if you want to do that. And you have to be the one to say, I got this. I'm good. Right. I'm going to come out of my comfort zone here because when I am, am living in my comfort zone, no growth happens. So living outside of my comfort zone is really following soul. And I'm going to live from there. And that's you making that choice over and over and over again. And that's why intentional living is so important in your life. I feel like that's the only way to live, honestly. It's the only we way know that live. now. We know that now, right? I, I didn't always live from that space for sure. And I have made many, many, many leaps in my life that felt very scary. Don't get me wrong. Like when I was leaving my corporate career, you better believe I was up for like two weeks straight <laughs> in the middle of the night and crying during the day. But I kept checking back in and checking back in. And it was like leap, leap, leap. And I'm like, okay, right. And I left with faith. I left with faith and I have not been let down. Yep. That's the truth. And same here. Like when I was going through the corporate job, big box gym and wanting to become on full-time entrepreneur, there were moments where I would check in. And again, I wasn't totally spiritually awakened at that moment, but I do have a really great gut instinct. And I usually always listen to it even when I was in, you know, back then in my early twenties and it was like, not yet, not yet, not yet. And then at one point it was like, now, now you make the leap. And I'm glad that I listened to my gut because again, like you said, it's your ego where it's like, okay, we're, this is, this is how it's going to go. 
this is what we're going to do. This is how you're going to stay safe. But it's also being in tune with your soulful self where you're like, all right, it may be scary, but you got to make this leap because you're going to get better. And again, getting out of that comfort zone is what is going to help with your growth. hundred percent. And it like, I always view it as, cause I'm in sports. So team, I view the ego and soul like a team, right? Every team has a different, you know, they have a defender, they have offense, you know, they have maybe basketball point guard, you know, the, these different roles, but it's the communication that keeps the team together. And that is what we have to tap into when it comes to leading with soul, but also being aware. It's just like looking across the street, making sure you don't get hit by a car. That's your ego, making sure you're good and you're safe. And I love how you are able to describe spirituality and how it plays a huge role in people's lives. And, you know, I find that, and I'm sure you would agree that a lot of people are addicted to suffering and they're addicted to living this really suppressed, repressed life. And they're scared to make a move. But again, that's what, you know, Tiffany does. That's what I do. It helps you to get to the next level. So are there any words of wisdom that you would like to leave for the people before we go? I would say create space to listen to yourself. That's going to be your biggest thing. So whether that is meditation, which I'm always going to suggest (laughs) meditation, um, whether that is going for walks, whether it's journaling just, and when I say go for walks, like no music, just you and the pavement and the trees and just allowing yourself to be, and to listen to everything around you and take it in and allow your soul to shine through. Because when you do that, you're going to hear the whispers. They're always there. So allow yourself to hear the whispers and really start to take action, right? Like I want you to sit and decide what does, what would your dream life look like and envision it and write it down and go into detail and truly feel it, attach your emotions to it, and then allow yourself to be led. Okay. And those things are going to feel scary. They're going to, and don't do this from the mind. Don't do it from the mind. It has to be from the heart. The heart is the seat of the soul. Listen to those things, listen to those whispers and start taking action on it. One small thing, right? 1% each day, live outside of that comfort zone. Uh, To be quite honest with you, I I'm always living outside of my comfort zone. There's really literally not one day (laughs) that I'm like, today is going to be a comfortable day. (laughs) No, I mean, when it comes to, you know, taking risks and doing things I've never done before. And uh, because I'm, I know that I'm checking in and, and leading with my soul. So I can't fail. That's what it comes down to. So start looking at your life differently, live intentionally, meaning be present, take notice of what's going on around you. Take notice, give gratitude, right? Start stopping yourself and looking around and noticing how you feel, why you feel, what's going on. Get to know you. And I guarantee you, if you start doing these things, you can truly manifest your best life. 
Mm. It's true. I've done it. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany has led the way for me and helped me in so many ways. It's true. Those are great words of wisdom. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Where can people find you? Yeah. So you can follow along um, on the spirit and soul journey at spirit and soul studio on Instagram and also on TikTok as well. Uh, But we really hang out mostly on Instagram. You can visit us at www.spiritandsoulstudio.com. And I mean, we have a ton of classes, a ton of workshops. We are located in Babylon Village. So if you are local to Long Island, definitely come and visit us. We have such a beautiful space and it really is a healing uh, and teaching space. And we've got lots of pretty crystals. So you can't go wrong, but you can follow us there. And I am personally at spiritual boss mom. Uh, so you can follow along with me there. On Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right, everyone go check them out. I highly suggest I'll actually be teaching on the 30th. Uh, at 7 p.m. Heal Your Body. That will be an amazing journey and class. So I hope to see you guys there. And until the next time, bye. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome.